0: This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Steven, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Behind the Micah podcast. I'm so glad that you're able to tune in today and check it out. Listen, today... Uh, We are on episode 14, which, by the way, we're almost halfway there to where we're headed uh, for 30 episodes. Uh, This is number 14, and man, I have a special guest with me today, a good friend of mine. Um, This guy is like... In my book, A Spiritual Giant, uh, for sure, he is uh, he, hes a great friend, like I said, and his name is Mark Fugate. He's the uh, lead minister at uh, Hillcrest Christian Church in Bedford, Indiana. Mark, thanks so much for jumping on today.
1: Hey, good to be with you, Micah. It, it's worth coming on just to hear that intro. <laughs> thanks for that.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, me and Mark have known each other for a long time. Uh, in fact, we both grew up, um, gosh, we grew up in southeast Indiana, uh, we kind of have that, that connection, um, and uh, man, I grew up listening to Mark as a kid. Mark was, uh, he would preach and, and, and play music, and man, there's just, uh, it was one of those guys where I looked at and I said, man, uh, one of these days, I want to get up and preach like Mark, um, <laughs> and uh, man, it was just uh, such an awesome dude. And then, and then uh, later on in my ministry, uh, I take a, a ministry job over in Odin, Indiana, which is like forty-five minutes from where Mark's at, and uh, how cool is it? To, uh, you know, we we were in the same corner, and now we're kind of in the same area now.
1: Yeah, that's that's it is unique, isn't it? And I'm <laughs> your family. Yeah. Uh, you know that you you were about twenty miles down the road. I don't know if you knew how close we actually were, but uh, yeah. And I spent a lot of time with your family before I ever really got to know you. So. For it's sure. Been My- great.
0: My mom tells me stories of um, like church camp, man, Yeah, uh, you know, where she was like, you know, everybody would like, would be out and about like playing and doing stuff. And Mark was always on the piano, like just, just in there playing and, you know, working on, working on the piano, man. And, you know, and now it's just like me, you just sit down it's like Billy Joel or something.
1: Yeah. That's about half true because I would have rather been on the basketball court, but only because kids were dragging me in there to play the piano.
0: <laughs> and, um, that's awesome. <laughs> um so tell me a little bit about uh well first of all tell me h- how many years have you been in ministry now? Um obviously uh you know I know you were at Bright for a long time and and, and, yeah. and did some awesome things there but I know it started before Bright. Tell me how many years how many years you've been in uh in ministry.
1: Okay. Well, um I will actually turn 60 here this summer. And I started preaching at Manville outside of Madison, a little country church, when I was 17. So uh, do the math Uh, here uh, in August. It'll be about 43 years, Um, two years at Manville. Imagine being the the minister. We had no elders, no deacons, just me, 17 years old, just getting ready to start Mm. and, but I loved it, loved the people and, and had a good ministry. And then went from there to Larsburg for two years as a youth minister. And that's when, uh, from there I went to Bright and was there like 23 years and now have been here at Hillcrest 12. So, um, just four churches in, in almost 40 some years, wow. which is, I'm a, I'm a pretty loyal guy, yeah. like to, like to see ministry through, um, don't want to be one of those statistics about he stayed two or three years and he's gone. So.
0: For sure. Yep. Well, you know, I was talking to Kevin Smith a couple episodes back, and he was like, man, it was super crazy because uh, he's like, you know, I grew up uh, in like fourth grade. I was going to Bright and just listening to Mark and, you know, and and then, you know, he gets to be on staff. He's like, you know, when I was there, it was like 250, something like that. You know, and then I get on staff and, you know, there's like 600. And he's like, you know, before I know it, you know, we're, we're running 1600 people. Yeah. Uh, he's like, it was, it was a crazy ride there.
1: It, it really was. Um, and Kevin was, was, he was great. Just a great kid, great family, uh, listening to you. And then hearing Kevin, I, I used to be the young guy who talked to all the old preachers. <laughs> I guess the roles are reversed in there.
0: <laughs> well, uh, listen, you're uh, not, you've not been the oldest on here for sure.
1: So. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. You had carried in. Yeah. I better.
0: did. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> It's, it's, it's been, uh, but, but it's awesome because for me uh, this is golden. Like this is something that um, being able to have a conversation with guys like you um, on here is something that uh, is, it's not, I don't, I don't know monetarily there's no value, right? Uh, but, but for, for me, man, I think it's incredible. And for people listening uh, just to be able to hear uh, and of course you, you got quite the, quite the background and, and not only, uh, because you're a ministry, but your dad, right. Is, uh, is, a, is a minister as well, has been for a long time. And, uh, so you were kind of, you were kind of raised in it, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I was, um, he didn't actually start preaching though, till like junior high age for me, Yeah. Uh, farm, farm tobacco. He, he worked with, a, a water line company, uh a waterline company, um, digging ditches and uh, things like that. But, uh, but always went to church because mom, mom kind of uh, brought him in when they got married. So we grew up in church, but yeah, I, I, I think uh, 13, 14 before he started preaching.
0: So this was your life, huh? This was kind of, yeah. hey, let me ask you this. What, what, what made, what was your, des- like, what was your desire? Like what made you <laughs> like say, Hey, you know what? I, th- I think I want to try ministry.
1: Okay, well, it's not it's not a real spiritual calling, so um, yeah, you know, like you guys have these bright lights or these warm fuzzies. I uh, I actually had enrolled at IU. I wasn't even going to go into ministry. No. I, I was going to be the next broadcaster of the Cincinnati Reds. Yes, that's what I wanted to be. And you know what, Marty Brennaman just retired like a year ago, so it's a good thing I didn't go that direction because. <laughs> job. But I, I didn't like it there. I, I didn't stay very long there and honestly needed some balance and thought, you know what? I, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but uh, I think Cincinnati Bible College would be a good place to uh, to at least meet some people and figure out what direction I, I do want to go. And went there. Um, a couple of speech classes, preaching classes, it kind of lit a fire in me. And I thought, you know what? I, I like this. I like to study. I like to put put uh sermons together and and construct them and things like that so and the music was always there i could always do that so it just seemed like a like a good fit looking back uh absolutely 100 percent where the lord wanted me to be so
0: for sure absolutely and i think a lot of people would agree with that statement um let me ask you this of all the of 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 your choice, you know, like we said, you know, you, you not only do you preach, but you also play music. Um, if you had to pick one, what what's your favorite?
1: Oh man. Uh tie. <laughs> really, but you know what? It to listen to people. Um I think people think I'm a singer who happens to preach. I, I'd i probably go the other way. I yeah. I'd rather preach than sing. I mean, yeah. I'd hate to be able to sing and play music, but Golly, it would it would really uh, do me in to not be able to preach. I I just love to preach.
0: Well, as Kevin was saying on the on the episode, you know, he was like, you know, the thing he's like, you know, the difference between like guys like like me and you and me and Mark and people like that is he's like, you know, if something went wrong in some area, you know, Mark was able to just pick up and do it all. Like he was the guy who, you know, you know, if if something happened with the music, he could just, you know, if, if all else failed, Mark could pick up a guitar and sing. Right. And, and, and be able to preach as well. And he's like, you know, he's like, I know that you, you do the same thing. He's like me, he's like, you know, I, I just preach. I'm just a <laughs> one tool guy. So, you know, I, I,
1: I can verify that. Cause I've heard Kevin say, <laughs> <laughs> <And he's great. laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, man. Um, that's, but, but that's awesome. I think, I think we referred to you as a five tool guy is what we said.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what that means, but I've been called. <laughs> so
0: maybe that's that's a new nickname right yeah <laughs> you, can, you can be legend or five tool guy
1: um, yeah well i'm only legend in your mind but i appreciate every time you say it brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think it's always funny because i'll say something about it online and and uh one of your kids will hop on and, and they'll put legend and then they'll put lol after it i <laughs> um,
1: mean right i'm not high on the texting language lol lots of love i'm sure yeah. that's what
0: Lots of laughs. Lots of laughs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's, uh, no, I, I mean that though, man. You got, you, like I said, I know I'm not the only one that said that. There's a lot of people that uh, have, uh, man, they just like, man, Mark's got it, man. My people here at Odin loved you when, when we had you out here to come speak, um, uh-huh. which, which you did that back in uh, 19, 2019, I think. Um, yeah. Because you kicked off our, uh, our medical debt relief campaign, which. Um, that's right. Yeah, it went that went really well, but it all started off because uh, you came over here and uh, kind of encouraged us and challenged us. And and uh,
1: well, I tell you, Mike, I I enjoyed that. Your people were great. Um, but I, I, let me give a disclaimer on this whole music uh, does it all thing. Um, I I don't I don't read music. I you know it. I never practiced hard. It it definitely is a gift, but honestly. It's about all I can do. So it's not that impressive. If you need help fixing your car, dude, I'd have to come sing for you while you <laughs> the wrench. I mean, I don't do anything and everybody's so enamored by the, by the music that they don't realize it's really not a lot. It's just up front. So.
0: Well, I, I, I would a little bit different for that because uh, I always tell um people i always say man you know i can get up and play with a guitar and i can sing um and i play by i play by ear as well yeah Uh, but i what i really wish i could do is i really wish i could play the piano but Mm -hmm. i can't i can't man i think i can play uh you know mary had a little lamb or something like that maybe if i sat down and but but that's about it like i can't i would love to i'd love to just be able to sit down and play Uh, in fact i think i'd rather play the piano than the guitar but um i don't know i just I, I don't i don't um i don't have the patience i don't have the patience to learn i don't think and i certainly don't have the patience to teach Same
1: thing i wouldn't have either and and that's what i'm saying it was i mean it definitely was god given because i i never would have had the patience to, <laughs> to learn the right way
0: so <laughs> so um tell me uh so 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 you 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 grew up in a Christian home though, right? I mean, you you said you you know yes, it wasn't yes. until later. You grew, grew up in a Christian home. Uh, dad was um, and he and before he even was a preacher, he uh, he was an elder, correct? Um, That's correct. And and so uh but, but he was he he was a godly influence in your life um, growing up for sure. Of course you had what? Three other you have three other brothers.
1: Um, uh yeah, Four of us boys, uh, no girls, but yeah, dad was, he definitely was a, a godly influence right from the jump. So
0: talk about patience, right? Four yeah. boys in the house.
1: Yeah. You can talk to my mom. She, <laughs> she, I mean, she is uh, the most patient woman in the world. If, if God was going to purposefully send four boys to somebody, he picked the right woman. That's for
0: <laughs> so much, uh, testosterone in the room <laughs> for sure. Um, but, uh, and I'm sure you have tons of stories on that, but, um, today we, we we're going to kind of get into a guy who had a, had a, uh, a pretty good influence. Um, but we want to talk about how, uh, he, he, he kind of was a, what not to do in, in a, in a situation where you're trying to raise up a man to be a strong man. Um, he he had strength, but but he also had a lot of weaknesses, right? right. And uh, we're, we're talking about we're talking about Samson. But before we get into the Samson story, there is a verse and. Um, because, because, uh, there's a verse in Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30 and, and it's, it's an incredible verse. I just want you to think about this for a second. It says, it says, I, I looked for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land. So I would not have to destroy it, but here's what it says. It says, but I found none like there, there wasn't, there wasn't one man right that, that could do that. And, and when you read that verse, it's kind of sad because, um, Uh, in in many ways and not not completely because i know there's a lot of really good guys out there strong godly men um but that's sad to me when i read that and i hear i found none yeah and and i think there's probably a lot of um there's a lot of people a lot of guys right now who uh would fit into that category um you know they you know by by just, you know, the way that they, they love their wives by the way that they raise their kids, by the way that they, um, you know, kind of, uh, live their maybe Christian lifestyle. They, they, uh, they lack in that area for sure.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and I, I have read that verse and what you just pointed out is what stands out to me too. And, And I think back to even, you know, years before that and, and Noah's this time and talks about the entire world, um, and, and the imaginations of their heart were only evil all the time. And you only have one family. Um, and I've often wondered about that. I mean, the entire population at that time, you you found one family that was, yeah that was doing it the right way. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know that might, that might speak more to us than, than we realize And, and it may go all the way to, uh, Jesus teaching on the narrow road, <laughs> we yeah. probably surprise So,
0: well, so, so leading that into Samson and Samson's story from, uh, we're going to be in judges 14 today, but, but Samson, uh, he has some, like, he has definitely some good resume stuff, right? I mean, you could put, he's got some crazy accomplishments, some things oh. that he did. Um, but he also has a, a lot of weaknesses. Um, he's got all kinds of potential, like, like so many of us, right. He's got this, he's got potential because God's going to raise him up. You know, this is a time when, when, um, the, uh, the Philistines were, uh, they'd been taking over the Israelites for a while. And now God's going to raise up this guy, Samson to, to accomplish what he wants to accomplish to, to bring this Israelite nation back. Right. And, um, he has so much potential and yet through all of this, if you, if you know the whole story, you know, in the end, he kind of, kind of self-destructs. Yeah. Um, but, but l- listen to some of the things, um, you know, that he has on his resume. He, he, uh, he, he killed a thousand men at one time. Uh, he killed <laughs> 30 guys to pay off some gambling bets that he did, which wasn't necessarily a good thing maybe to put on your resume, but, but I, I'm, I'm trying to just make this like 2021, right? Can you imagine a guy versus like one versus a thousand, you know, um, w- the outcome of that, of Samson coming through is, you know, nobody's putting their money on Samson.
1: Right. I'll tell you what, Micah, before you get to the accompl- accomplishments that you, you just mentioned or the resume builder, how about the way he came on the scene? Um, miraculous birth. Uh, yeah. There ain't very many people that fall into that category and godly parents. I mean, he, he already had it going on before he ever drew a breath. So, um, those things were in his favor as well.
0: Yeah. I, I, not only, not only that, um, there's another part of the story right after that, um, that he, uh, he, he tore apart a lion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, (laughs) for us to talk about that's one thing to go to the zoo and say it is a whole nother thing. Right. (laughs) Right when you got a lion in front of you, but but yeah, he he's set apart. He's 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 you know he's set apart and he's chosen to deliver this. And you know and um you know and 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 I think there's so much potential there. And and the same is true with you know guys today, man. Right? They you know they're committed, but I think their 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 priorities are out of whack. And his were definitely out of whack. I mean, there there are guys right now who are committed to hitting the gym like every day, man. They don't miss a day, and that's great. That's awesome. Um, but they won't commit to a woman or, you know, they're, they're, they're aggressive at work and they're, but, but they're passive at home, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, You know, they, they spend, they spend all this time, you know, uh, maybe researching things they want to buy or houses or cars or whatever it is. And yet they, you know, they spend five minutes in God's word. Yeah. Um, So so much potential, but uh, self-destructing happens.
1: Do do you know what Samson's first recorded words were? I know I'm not supposed to put you on the spot in your own podcast. but
0: No, you're good. You're good, man. Please, please tell me. Enlighten me.
1: Ask this of everyone who's studying Samson, because his first recorded words in the Bible um, shape the the direction of his life. His first recorded words are, I have seen a woman. That's the first thing we hear from Samson. Wow. from there on, you can understand why that's the first thing we hear because it, it's the story of his life.
0: Well, so that's what starts off uh, Judges fourteen, right? Yes, uh, verse verse one. That's that's where we that's where we see that what you're referring to, and you know. Um, yeah. So, so he has this, eventually he's going to get this when he's, when he's going to get this, this vow that he has to take as, as this Nazarite vow. Hey, there's, there's three things um, you should, you shouldn't do. Right? stay away from wine. Don't drink wine. Um, don't eat anything unclean. Right. And, and don't cut your hair. Right. Which is, that's, that's awesome. That makes me wonder like what kind of, did, did Samson have a man bun You think, <laughs> or, or a mullet maybe?
1: I, I I always pictured more of a mullet than a man. <laughs> I think Honestly, the, as as a kid, you read this story and you really think about letting your hair grow. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah because
0: that, that got in the topic. Like when you were when you were a kid, and I know this is true in our area, so I can, you'll get this. But there were a lot of guys there like, man, you don't grow long hair, right? That's a oh. that's a girly thing. That's uh, you know what the Bible says, right? It says uh, you know uh, a man with long hair is a shame, shameful. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. And then, and then every, every kid was like, yeah, what about Samson
1: <laughs> yeah. and every other character in the Bible? It seems like so <laughs>
0: <laughs> funny. I always thought about that, but you know, there, there are definitely uh, some attitudes that can make strong men weak. And the, no, the, the first one that you just hit a second ago, um, in, in judges 14 verse one, where Samson, he, uh, he comes to his mom and dad and he says, Hey, I've seen this Philistine woman. Um, now get her for me as my wife. Yeah. Get her for me. He's, yeah. (laughs) he's got this, he's got this, uh, this attitude almost of lust, but I want it attitude. Like I want it. So get it for me. Right. Uh, doesn't matter that she's not, uh, the way that God kind of drew it up for me. Right. She's, she's a Phil she's uh, Timna, where, where it mentions in uh, verse 2 there and in verse 1, Timna is in Philistine territory, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. So so he doesn't really care what God says. He just wants what's good for him.
1: He doesn't care what God says, and he doesn't care what his parents um, think and believe either, which, again, we it points out how godly they were. So imagine the dishonoring that he's immediately doing uh, with them and, and the upbringing that he had.
0: Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's crazy because I think we could relate. A lot of guys can relate to that now and not just and not just like lustful for for a woman, but lustful for all kinds of things. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I want that. I want it. And so I don't really care what anybody thinks. I'm going to do what it takes to make it happen. That's right. And and, yeah. and guys, guys do that all the time. Right. They you know, whether it's whether it's material things um. Or or whether it's just simply you know in this case a woman Um, right it doesn't really matter what the terms are I want what I want and so um, I guess kind of remember the commercial whatever that commercial was it's my money and I need it now you ever (laughs) seen but they're like it's my money and I need it now right yeah Uh, that's kind of how he was Um, he had this attitude and and that's definitely one way to make a strong man weak.
1: Well, it's the mentality of today. You're right. It's, it's the, what matters to me is the moment. And I'm giving no thought to where anything might lead uh, any consequence it might bring or or any effect it has on other people. This is what I want. So
0: it leads us to, it leads us to another one, which I think this one is huge and my kids uh, sometimes struggle with this one and I have to, and, and honestly, if I'm looking at myself, probably myself at certain times, but there's this, uh, remember he's, he's, he's supposed to stay away from different things. Don't cut your hair. Don't all these things. We talked about this Nazarite, these Nazarite vows. Right. Mm -hmm. And he eventually later on in the story, in fact, you just go down to verses eight and nine. It says sometime later when he, when he came back to marry her, he turned aside to look at this lion's carcass, right? He, he takes (laughs) this, this lion and he kills it. He tears this lion apart. I mean. Dude is like Hulk Hogan ripping this thing apart, and it says he turned aside to look at the lion's carcass, and in it was a swarm of bees and some honey. And verse nine says he scooped out with his hands and ate as he went along, um, breaking another vow to God. Right, uh, and no hesitation.
1: I mean, there's no uh, Samson pondered or thought or or paused. I mean, no hesitation at all. Just no thought to his vow.
0: Felt entitled, right? Yeah, that's I good. deserve this. And would you say that entitlement is maybe an issue in 2021?
1: Are you kidding me? Absolutely. It's <laughs> it's top three issues, and and something the church has to deal with too. If if they're going to you know affect people's lives, because golly, it's hard to hard to break through that wall when somebody feels entitled.
0: Absolutely. He's 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 got a I wanted attitude, so I'm going to do what I take what it takes to get it. Yeah. I deserve it. Why not me? Right. <laughs> right. And, and and then and then he comes to a, a another part where um k- kind of his, his party self comes along in verse 10. And in verse 10, it says, Now his father went down to see the woman, and Samson made a feast there, as was customary for bridegrooms. So I'm assuming this probably isn't like an after-church party. <laughs> <laughs> right, like this isn't like a like a, a potluck dinner after church. This right. is, uh, in fact, the there's a there's a uh, the Hebrew word for for feast. There is mishta, which is a feast or a party or or a celebration occasion for drinking.
1: Yeah, on steroids, dude. Keg <That's> party, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a drunken feast. That's what it is.
0: So, so you know, he's 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 doing things that he wants. He's, he, he feels like he deserves it. And here is kind of his way of saying, I can handle it. Right. Right. I I can, I I can handle this. Uh, I'm strong. I want it. I can handle it. I deserve it. Um, Would you say that's a problem today?
1: Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, we, we talk like we're surprised sometimes when we hear of the fall of some spiritual giant or uh, someone who, you know, appears above that kind of thing or or strong. And and the truth is um, (laughs) great strength is no guarantee of protection from temptation. I mean, it's wrong. Yeah. So yeah, it's a problem today. That's for sure.
0: It's, it's, it's like he's handling the substance at the beginning Um, before long. The substance is handling him.
1: Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I like that.
0: You know, I, I, I wanted I you know and, and we do that all the time, right? We we want we wanted something, um, you know, we deserve it. We kinda it's almost like we talk ourselves into it. Like it's like it's like, you know, uh, I, I work really hard for this. So right. I, deserve, I, I I should have this. I, I'm I should be entitled to this, you know. I it's it's not gonna hurt anything. I want it, I deserve it. And and I can handle it. I'm a grown adult, right? right. Until yeah, you, we don't handle it, right? And right. then <laughs> And then we kind of, that's when we come back to God and we go, hey, God, what were you doing? Where are you at?
1: Well, you know, in his mind, the, the resume building stuff that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, all that's doing is puffing his chest up. Oh, I, sure. I, you, you know, he's justifying anything bad by the ledger of good that he's in his mind accomplishing. And man, people do that today, too.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, hey, um, he, he's forgotten almost where he's come from. Absolutely. You know, he, he's forgotten. Hey, where, where did the strength come from? Right. Um, and, and people people do that all the time. You know, uh, one of the things and this kind of kind of goes with uh, one of the things I always do um, when I preach. And this is just funny. Uh, I still wear I still wear my class ring every time I preach from high school. Really? Um, yeah. And the reason why I do it uh, is not so I can look cool. Uh, or like a car salesman maybe uh, but I wear it because it always reminds me of uh, don't forget where you came from um you know yeah. don't don't, yeah. don't don't become that guy where you know hey you've forgotten you know how you got where you're at right and, and 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 to be honest with you there have been times where I have and and Samson in this case is extreme like hey look at me right oh yeah he's L- look he, what I can do
1: yeah he, he went on most early, often. I mean, he from again from the beginning. He it's almost like the vow meant something to his parents and and his family heritage, but I'm not sure it ever meant anything to him.
0: Do you think like he ever sat there and thought to himself like, you know what this this is something that God gave me. It doesn't I
1: mean, appear, does it? No, I mean, hint of of any kind of of. Uh, turning to God till the very end. Uh, That's the only place you find it. So so
0: you fast forward through all of this and and we won't get too much into it today, but you you fast forward to the, to the end of his life. And, and he's thought this way this whole time, right, man, he's, Mm -hmm. he's got the lust, he's got the entitlement, he's got the pride, he's got all these different things. And you fast forward through that, the way that he's handled things and his eyes are gouged out and he's kind of the laughing stock. Right. Right. And, and so, so often this happens with men, right? They, they have no relation, you know, you, you, they've lived their life how they want to live their life. And then by the end of their life, they have no relationship with their kids. Right. You know, they, they, they're a financial wreck, you know, um, the, you know, whatever the case may be, their, their relationship status is bad, whatever it is. And it's all because of the decisions they made. It, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, if I could, if I could have seen this in advance, Maybe I would have changed some of my
1: decisions. Um, yeah, but who does that? Who who actually rehearses the consequences be, before <laughs> before they come? I mean, if yeah. if we that uh, we'd make every decision would be made in the right way, but but rarely does anyone do that. I mean, Chris, as Christians, we should. It'd be cool to say, you know, okay, this thought I'm having, or that what I'm doing right now, I know for a fact that <laughs> it'll lead down this road. And so I'm not going there, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're like him in a lot of ways. I think
0: for sure. There's definitely a lot of Samson in us. What do you, what do you think was, do you think, do you think the very end of his life was, was kind of the the point when he actually realized, you know, what he'd done?
1: Well, there's debate. I mean, I, I, I do how you just described it is how I feel. Um, I know some people think it was um uh, a, a suicidal uh, kind of i mean obviously he was taking his own life but I, I feel like he one more time finally was was kind of offering that up to the lord hey here's one here's one good thing I can do uh, before I'm done with all this and and it appears to me that he he came to it uh, at the end, which which happens to
0: kind of his kind of his rock bottom moment, you know, like,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: He, he gets to this point where he realizes, hey, um, wow, look where I'm at. <laughs> how did I get yeah. here? You know, that's that's probably yeah. a lot of people say that. Like, how, how did I end up here? Right. And you look back, and, and it's super clear, right? It's like, hey, I see the map that I, I I'm looking yeah. at the GPS on how you got here. It's it's really simple, you, you know, know. What a I lot of bad turns.
1: The story of your life and mine, it it'd be clear too, um, <laughs> as you're living it. You know, we're we're kind of in a fog, but yeah, it's uh it's pretty clear how he got there. Why do, you I, do, you, why do I, you, go ahead? Yeah, I've I've, I've read uh, last night a little bit Uh, because I knew we were going to talk about it, but I mean, seriously, how explain to me how dumb someone can be to, to be tricked into the same um, situation uh, three times in a row when she kept trying to get him to tell her the reason for his strength and the guys kept jumping out. Um, What does that say to you? I mean, are we that dumb too? Are, Are there some modern examples of, of, just how dumb we are to keep doing the same thing and the same people keep jumping out or the same uh, consequences keep happening. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to believe that someone could, could be that dumb. So I wanted to ask your thoughts about that. Why
0: do you, why do you, I think there's part of it is because I think we get so caught up in that, you know, we don't see the forest for the trees in front of us. And yeah. I think sometimes we 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 don't think of the whole picture. It's all about vantage points, perspectives, right? Like, Samson, um, all he saw was what was right in front of him. I think, you know, and and instead of looking at the picture, like, hey, not, not even just from a godly side, but like, what 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 is this doing to my family? Like, what is this doing to the people that are around me? And I think sometimes when people are caught up in that moment, they. They can't see that they can't see that for us they they only see it because they only see what's directly in he- ahead of you're them
1: you're right um, i'm I'm thinking specifically of the of, of delilah trying to trick him and uh, you know the men jumping out two or three times um, it, to me I mean he must be so proud of uh, have so much pride that he feels like well, for sure. I, I don't care if they jump out. I mean, is, is that the answer? I don't care if they jump out cause I can, I can handle them anyway.
0: Oh, for sure. And it's, and I, I, I think that, that comes with it. Eventually you only see what's in front of you and then you yeah. get that attitude that, you know what, you know, this is, this is my life. I can live it how I want. I don't care. You know, I, I want this. I deserve it. I can handle it and I'm good. And if yeah. somebody tries to kind of break that vantage point of mine, then, you know, they're nothing to me. And, I, yeah. and I'm I'm sure he pushed a lot of people out of his life because of the, the lifestyle he was living.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And and so so Samson, but but here's another thing. Here's another twist, kind of to it. Samson has this long hair, right? And before <laughs> before he he gets it cut, and it's a lot like on the outside, he probably looked really good, right? Because you know he's following God because he's got this long hair, and this is yeah. what God told him to do. Yet inside his heart was nowhere near God. Right. It, it was, it was Samson. It was all on Samson's heart and not, not God's.
1: Right. Um, and, and we're reminded over and over and, and, and Samuel standing before David and telling us that, you know, God's not impressed with the outside. Uh, <laughs> it goes straight to the heart. And you're right. Samson's heart. Um, I mean, it was black as could be. It, it appears we, we, debate all the time uh, is he a hero of the bible um good guy bad guy you know and he's kind of hard to peg when it comes to that because he actually did uh in his life um the purpose that god set him apart to do so yeah, i i can kind of see going back and forth but it appears to me he never really um really had that relationship with the lord till maybe uh, you could suggest at the end he in repentance came to. Him. Um, that's how it appears to me anyway.
0: Do you think that there are guys that look look the part on the outside today that are you know they look strong, they look like they're handling their business, and but really on the inside, um, they're nowhere near the heart of God.
1: Um, of, of course, there are. Of course, there are. that that's. That's the nature of humanity and, and uh, that's why God really is the only one who you know who knows the real deal. So well
0: I, I think there's a lot of times where guys are they they want to be a strong man of God and actually the the way to be in in my opinion, to be a strong man of God is to actually be able to admit your weakness. Absolutely. And and, and be able to say, Hey, look, you know what? I'm I'm not so strong in this area. I struggle here. Samson obviously had some, some deep struggles and and I'm not, it sounds like I'm I'm picking on Samson because look, like you said earlier, there's a lot of Samson in all of us. If, if we're being honest Um, you know, we all kind of fit into that uh, to an extent to that, to that, uh, that mold, but part of the ways in which if we want to be a strong, you know, man of God and, 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 I would certainly and we'll get into this in just a second, but I, I think it's it's crucial that as men, um, especially now probably more than ever, that we are that role model we that we are that that godly figure that that you know um our youth our kids need uh, to see and one of the ways I think in which we do that we talked about earlier how samson he he said I wanted it right i i I want her. As you, right. as you kind of alluded I want her yep. now. Get her for me. Um, I think maybe, maybe the godly way to look at that is, is a, a, an attitude to make a weak man strong would be instead of saying, I want it, I want God. I, right. I need God in my life. Um,
1: well, it's you know. the starting point. That's for sure. For sure. I, I think one of the things that really strikes me about this story is, I mean, he had this God-given power strength that no one else had been given in this manner and yet he's still taken down by a personal weakness so yeah. a personal weakness <laughs> somehow um uh, shaped his life more than miraculous god-given strength that's how powerful personal weaknesses are if they're not dealt with
0: it's kind of like yeah that's that's 100 true it's kind of like uh, are you a maybe? You're not. Um, lately, me and my my oldest son, we've been watching all the Marvel movies, all the superhero movies. On- I, I, absolutely. And uh, you know, I know Superman is not not Marvel. I know he's DC for all the comic nerds uh, that listen to this. But but Superman, man, he there wasn't one thing he couldn't do, right? I mean, he could shoot through walls with his eyes. He could fly, man. He's faster than a speeding bullet, right? He's strong. He's but. But you get him around kryptonite, <laughs> and none of those things matter. Right. Right. And right. In, in his own way, Samson Samson had, had some kryptonite. That When he was around the kryptonite, in this case, uh, later on it turns out to be a woman. Um, but the kryptonite is what, what caused Samson to crash, even though he had the ability to – I mean, he did some crazy things, like you said, but, but he had some kryptonite in his life.
1: But, you know, the key, key difference between Superman and Samson with the kryptonite is Superman did everything he could to stay away from it. Yeah. Samson, he he embraced his kryptonite knowing where it was taking him and he didn't care.
0: You think he could, he thought he, he thought he could just power through it.
1: I absolutely think that. I think that's the answer to, to all those goofy things that he did.
0: Is is that. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't until what do you think that point is like we, we talked about rock bottom a second ago? Like, what do you think that that point in Samson's life came to where, you know, it, I mean, obviously it's it's maybe when he gets he gets captured or something. He comes to a point where he's just like, holy cow, what have I done? Um, wh- what do you think that is? I mean, is it where you have nothing left? Um, is it. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably it, different it, for everybody.
1: that's it and and different for for circumstances that you might be in i mean i've dealt with um as you have and everyone in ministry people who suffer through addiction and yeah uh, rock bottom for them um and even individually for them is different from person to person um but it is that it is that last gasp of uh a hope of getting out of a situation you know where you you just know okay this is it I've done I got no way to get out of this situation and uh, man it takes a long time for people to get there though because there's a thousand ways in their minds they can get out of it but once they've exhausted everything and uh, that that's it but yeah it's different from person to person I do think with Samson you're right I think it was Cause I think he, again, powered through everything and that was his way of thinking he's okay. And at the point in his life for the first time, when he can't, um, you know, strong his way out of it, I think he realized what he had done. So.
0: We, um, as I was reading through this story, um, I, I I was thinking kind of the same thing about the whole rock bottom situation. And we had a, we had an episode, a few episodes back, uh, had a guy, Andy Avery hopped on and he talked about his addiction and he struggled with addiction. Uh, he didn't like the word rock bottom. He, he, he said rock bottom for him was hell. Uh, and so as long as he had, um, but, but I think, you know, his, his was the same way. He talked about how he, um, he was sitting in a jail cell and, uh, that was kind of his rock bottom moment, for lack of a better word. And yeah. it was just like he realized he came to a point, hey, um, the way that I'm living. And, and I think you not only that I have nothing left, but also got to a point where it's like, man, um, in his case, he was like, man, I, I just uh, I, I want my family. And my, my family is my, you know, my rock. And right. when I don't have them, um, it was hard. Right. Samson gets to a point. Where he realizes that when it's when it's too late, um. But another way that we I think we we weak men become strong, is first desiring God more than other things, and then um, realizing what we really deserve, right? I mean, he earlier he he's like, hey, look, I deserve this, you know, <laughs> I, I killed I killed the lion, uh, I'm entitled. I deserve this. I, I can have this if I want. I was the one who put all the work into it. And I think, I think one, one of the reasons, another reason that uh, men are weak today is because that's how they feel. Instead, maybe the answer is what I really deserve. Well, the Bible tells Paul tells us in, in, uh, in Romans that the wages of sin is, is death. Right. Right. And so, so technically what we really deserve, I mean, we don't really want to get into what we deserve
1: absolutely not and and uh, I think you're right on target too with with uh samson feeling entitled um I, I thought about Jeremiah 9 this morning when I was thinking about doing this with you um not exactly sure which verse I think it's you know, 23 24 somewhere in there but let not a wise man uh, boast of his wisdom or a strong man boast of his strength uh, I think it includes a rich man and his riches but but then it tells him what to boast. Uh, in not those things, but boast in that you know and understand the Lord and again, we look back you and I can't find one place where we think he was serious about his vow, yeah one place so um, um, again, the strength for him um, I, I, he didn't give credit uh, to the Lord for it the the way he should have so that was his downfall.
0: we talked about um kind of his pride there where he got to a point where, Hey, you know uh not only do I want it, not only do I deserve it, but I also can handle it. I know I can handle it. Right. And oh. he has the feast and, and, you know, he, he, uh he, he drinks the wine, which he's not supposed to, um <laughs> you know, and get, gets to this, gets to this, this point where man just, it, it's like almost everything he did was the opposite of what he was supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and, and he, and, and I think for us, Instead of learning to, and, and I think I, I, I've definitely had this attitude before, like, like, I got it, right? Sometimes I'm just, I, I tell even, even my kids, like, hey, you know what? Just let me do it because I'll do it the right way. Right. right? Just, just move out of the way. And a lot of times we, we get into this mindset of we can handle everything ourselves, mm-hmm. And it's not until we realize that I can't really handle it without God, that we stay weak and, and we don't reach that strength that, you know, that God has for our lives, I think.
1: Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. And uh, as far as his pride and, and we don't preach about this very often or talk about it, but I think it's, it's a, a picture of his pride, the, the stupid riddles that he, that he sits yeah. around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just to sit around and, and, and riddle about these things that are supposed to be sacred um, and I know it might not seem like a big deal the the little riddles he gave, but but it was a big deal because they're they're pretty much blasphemous when you think about yeah. what he's talking about compared to what he should be doing. So uh, he, he was full of pride. There's no question about it.
0: Definitely. And and he, any he, he, like I said, he's he's trying to trying to do it all on his own when, yeah. you know, when he's got a God that's saying, hey, look, man. You you're my guy. You're the one that I, I chose for this. You're the one that I I, I gave the strength to to. And you you I mean Samson? This story could have completely turned out a different way, right? Oh
1: man, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he
0: he could have went down as like a hero. Um, yeah. Because of because you know hey listen, <laughs> I I just took these guys from the Philistines and with God's help, man, I was able to you know who who knows maybe maybe more than a thousand. I mean, God could who who knows what would have happened in the story had he just uh, had his mindset uh, on the right things. Um, You know, some of the strongest uh, men that I know have been through some of the hardest stuff. And they uh, I think they got to a point where they realized all of these things Mm -hmm. is that, um, you know, my way does not work like and I, and I think that we, we all think that way at certain times in our lives. Like, hey, you know, um, I even do it like, you know, directions, places. My wife will say, hey, this way's faster. And I'll say, nah, I got this. Right. <laughs> even if, even if I know deep down in my heart that it's not, I'm going to do what it takes to make sure that I beat that
1: time. You, you know what? I, yeah, I, I, I can relate, <laughs> except I'm married. Uh, My wife, her last name must have been Lewis or Clark because she is so much better at getting this place.
0: (laughs) Well, listen, I didn't say that mine wasn't either.
1: But this is an area where I don't mind setting my pride aside because she's going to get me there quicker than I. (laughs) But that wasn't Samson, that's for sure.
0: No, no. Yeah, there's a verse that Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. It says, It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power um not our ours but but his um second corinthians 12 9 says my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect here it is here's the key in right. weakness
1: yeah that's right
0: something you don't really think about huh
1: do you know what um uh what david did micah after he killed goliath he, he cut off his head he, he didn't just leave it laying there um if you read on, and and most people don't, they'll stop right there because it seems like the end of the story. He takes the head back to Jerusalem, and and it's there as like a like a high school trophy case, you know, where yeah. you see where they won the sectional years ago. The the yeah. head there, um, not to not to uh, make David uh, get any kind of uh, recognition, but as to what God can do and. And I look back in my life in areas where I was, you know, off the path, and um, I got little trophies along the way that remind me yeah. of of how I got out of it. And it had nothing to do with my own strength, and everything to do with with God's and, and the people of God. And uh, we need those reminders. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I I think what's what's so cool um, the probably the, the 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 highlight of this story right. Of Samson is the fact that he gets to the end of his life. Right. And he's, he's, he's realized he's at he's hit that rock bottom moment. He's, he's realized, Hey, um, my strength comes from God. In fact, he gets to a point where he asks God, right? Like, Hey, can you just one more time? Right. And, and God gives him what he asks for. Now he still has to, he still has the consequences of what he's done. It's not like God says, "Okay, hey Samson, I'm going to get you out of there, and we'll right. kill two birds with one stone. I'll save you. We'll retry this again, and you're good, you know. And we'll whatever." But but he says, "He says, listen, I'm I'm going to give you the strength to just one more time be able to accomplish what I need accomplished. There's still going to be the consequences of that, right? And, and that and that's that's life. I mean, right? But but." I think the amazing thing is, is that God loved him enough to still allow him to accomplish what he needed to accomplish.
1: Yeah. I I made a note inside of my Bible years ago uh, at the end of Samson's story, a sovereign God uses pathetic failures like Samson and like me to bring victory. And, and that proves where the strength comes from right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we serve, we serve an awesome God who, um, loves us enough to let us sometimes go through what we go through in order to, to bring us through that and, and to get us where we need to go. It allows us to kind of go through the, you know, the, uh, the burdens in order to get the blessing.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: And, and that's kind of the story of the Bible, right? I mean, you see guys that God took that, you know, took them from this horrible, you know, trial in their life and turned it into this triumph, Right. And and, um, we kind of alluded that a couple episodes ago. Uh, We were talking about um, Jonah, uh, me and Bob, Bob Hicks. And uh, we were talking about Jonah and how Jonah in his story, uh, God was pruning him Uh, because, you know, here he is. He's he's going completely the way that God doesn't want him to go. And yet through the belly of the whale, God was was pruning him so that he was able to see the production. Uh, that came from the come to came from that. Right. And, and that's, that's true. in just about every, almost every story you can, you can see that, you know, in Samson's case was, was no different. God, God was using. Him. Now, again, it was, it was when Samson came to that realization, it was too late, but, but God still used him and, right. and God can still use us. And, you know, and the last thing I'm trying to portray through this podcast today is that, you know, you're this horrible wretch and God, you know, can't use you. But I think it's, we have to get to that point where we realize, Hey, it's not me that makes me strong. It's, it's God that makes me strong. And the way that I find that is when I'm humble enough, when I'm weak enough to realize that I want God, I deserve death. And I can't do anything without God.
1: If, if anyone thinks that they're, you know, too, too weak or too much of a failure, have them make a list of the, of the people God used in the Bible I mean, mercy sakes, Noah got drunk and, and uh, Jonah smelled like fish. And on and on you go make a list and you'll realize that was the cream of the crop. And, and not a one of them really, would you say, had it all going on? For sure. Yeah.
0: It, but, but would you say in order to get to that point, you have, you have to realize, you have to come to a realization or almost like an admitting stage. Like, hey, I, I I have to admit that I can't do this on my own.
1: That's what it is. That's right.
0: But it's 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 uh it's because until you get to that point, you know, uh, and I don't want to say God can't use because I guess you know God can do whatever He wants, but cool. but right. but in that moment, until you get to that breaking point, until you you know have that urge to stop resisting, um, you're 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 never gonna reach where God wants you to go.
1: That's- and, and to get to that point, what do you have to do? You have to set your pride aside. Exactly. And Samson absolutely could not bring himself to do.
0: He couldn't. Um, let me ask you this, uh, because we're, we're talking about strong, strong men or strong, just and, and in this, this case, didn't even have to be a man, strong, strong people. Um, how important do you think it is for... Um, for male, uh, male role models. How, 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 important do you think it is for, you know, father figures in 2021?
1: Uh, way more important than, than we realize. I, I, I think we have a defeatist attitude maybe toward it because we see so many broken homes and, and so many, um, deadbeat dads. And it, I think we've almost given up thinking that, that, uh, we can even have, um, Male role models, and and that's unfortunate because obviously we can and we should. So I, th- I think we need to talk more about it and uh, help mentor uh, young men and and uh, in, in church leadership and and being good husbands. And um, it, it's it, it's so much more needed now than I mean you and I and and you're younger than I am, but golly, almost almost all of my friends had a. A dad that was involved in their lives that that um, you, you know played an active role in in everything they did. And today, yeah. <laughs> you start the people in your church or um, young people, and um, y- you'll be amazed how many do not have what you and I took for granted. So, absolutely uh, paramount.
0: I think I saw a statistic the other day of, you know, uh, kids who, who, whose dad attended church versus kids who grew up, uh, and didn't have a dad that went to church right? and the effects that it had on, on them growing up and, and hearing about Jesus and that kind of stuff, because, and, and when the dad wasn't present, that number went way down, uh, more, more than, more than even mom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And and I think that that is a statistic that will hold true no matter how many years go by, no matter what culture we're in. That's that's one of those universal forever um, statistics, because that's that's the power of, of the role uh, of a, um, a male role model can play. So it's so, so important.
0: Joe. So let me ask you this. If someone, is, if someone is listening to this right now and maybe they have in their own way struggled uh, with, with their pride or they're struggling with you know, wanting to try or entitlement or trying to handle everything themselves and trying to bask in their own strength and they're kind of wrestling with that right now, what, what advice would you give to someone who, uh, who maybe is in that, in that position right now?
1: I would uh, the first thing that that they need to do is to find someone or, or some ones that they can be transparent with and just, you know, come out with with whatever it is, um, because what we say usually as preachers is, hey, just just turn it over to God. Well, that's such a nebulous. What's that mean even? I mean, right. h- how do we take the steps to do that? Well, you, you need people who will direct you and and help you. And, uh, first thing I'd say is, is find a, a group of people to, to, uh, open up with and be accountable to and, and get some direction from, I I think that's step number one. Could be a church or or could be just some godly people in their life, but, but you have to be open and and honest about where you're at and and what's what you need. So,
0: yeah, I like that. Um, open and honest. (laughs) It's kind of the definite, right? I mean, you you have to just be real about it and, uh, and find somebody who, uh, who you can really confide in, um, real in
1: a day where almost everything is fake (laughs) and it's not a thing to do. So
0: I like it. Um, so let me, let me ask you, um, really quickly and I don't want to take up any more of your time, but, um, give me, uh, like the, like, the one that you can, one thing you can tell on here, but what? Give me one of like the craziest <laughs> stories that you've experienced in, in, in all your years of ministry. Oh my can you God. narrow it down to one, or is that a hard question?
1: Uh, it is a hard question because there's, there's been so many uh, through the years. You are not talking about necessarily like an embarrassing situation for me, are you? Or are you no, you
0: whatever you want to say. this is is something man you need to just write a book on this stuff
1: (laughs) yeah I I do I do because there are several um (laughs) my goodness um I uh I was preaching once in uh, somewhere near Ohio and near Dayton and uh told some funny story um uh, about my dad or about Kentucky or something And this bald headed dude that was sitting on the aisle, um, he started laughing and he laughed so loud and so hard. I I was starting to get his face was getting red and uh, all of a sudden he falls into the aisle and they come and they deal with him. He's actually having a heart attack.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: All because he couldn't stop laughing from something. (laughs) And uh, they take him out of there, dude. They take him to the hospital. And uh, of course I go check on him later and, and he's fine. It was a mild heart attack. And right. uh, um, then I left to go back home. And weeks later I, I got a note from him and uh, <laughs> it said, uh, I'm sure you're probably you know upset about what happened. It's not your fault. He said, I just want to tell you uh, it, it was worth it. And one of the best heart attacks I've ever had <laughs> <It just laughs> made me feel better anyway. <laughs>
0: You, it's funny that you brought up the heart attack. I think I've told you this. Um, I was playing golf one time, and uh, it was me and uh, a couple guys from church. Um, this was when I was working at Versailles, and um, Rob Cole was – we would, like, switch around on golf carts, like, every time. We would go, like, once a week, and every Wednesday, uh, we just would hop on different carts. We'd all play in the same, same game, but we would – uh, just switch around and Rob was on my cart that day. And uh, so that meant most of the day, you know, I mean, of course I have to like with Rob, I had to make sure that he stayed with what he was doing because uh, <laughs> Rob, what he wants to do, he wants to drive around and find golf balls in the woods. Like, yeah. oh, I'm, Rob. like I'm like, Rob, we're, we're trying to play. golf I mean, I know you're trying to find all these <laughs> golf balls so you don't have to spend any money. But uh, I'm trying to play golf here, right? And he's over there looking for balls and stuff like that. Well, anyways, we're on the first hole. Rob, uh, Rob, he starts grabbing his arm, man. He's going, Ow, oh man. And I'm like, Are you all right? And he's like, He's like, Nah, man, I, I didn't take my medicine today. And he only lived like five minutes from the golf course. And so I was like, Well, we're only on the first hole. Like, if you want me to like pull over to the sign, I'll pull over and you can go get in uh, your car and go get your medicine. So he did. And uh, he came back, we played. Um, he beat me. Um, my problem in golf is that I, I have to, for one thing, I have too much of a baseball swing, and number yeah. two, uh, I try to crush the ball like I want to outdrive everybody at the golf court, of course. <laughs> and, and Rob can't outdrive anyone, but Rob is accurate, and that's what makes him good because he, he can hit it straight yeah. all the time. And so Rob beats me, uh, and then later that night, he's in the hospital and uh he come to find out he was having a heart attack on the golf course and he beat me and he, <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want to tell that story <laughs> dude i told that before and uh i play i'm going to get dave mccants i don't know if you know dave or not but I, i'm going to i'm going to get yeah. i'm going to get him on here and uh i played i played with dave one time and we got through the first hole and i sliced one bad and this was like a really nice golf course and, uh, yeah, he, Mark said, or Mark, uh, Dave said, he said, Hey man, let's just not keep score today.
1: So, <laughs> you were all for that, weren't you?
0: Yeah, I was, but I didn't know what, to, I didn't know what to think of that. I was like, thanks a lot. And, uh,
1: let me tell you like a real, can I tell you a real quick golf story?
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You, you, you and other preachers can use this as a sermon illustration. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to use the name because actually, you know him and I'll tell you in private sometime, but okay. I'm playing golf, uh, this is years and years ago, at Corcus Grove, out in the country, yeah. uh, near Rising Sun. And this guy that you know, where I'm number five, you get a tee off over a pond, and uh, he he dribbles one into the pond. And yeah. I said, tee up another one. Dribbles another one in the pond. And I said, just keep hitting until you get it over, dude. I no big deal. And yeah. dribbles. Another one. And then he says, I don't have any balls left. And he snaps his fingers and makes that motion like, hey, throw me a ball. So I my bag and I talk and I only use Titleist pro V ones They're Those are expensive balls. So I toss yeah. him one. He dribbles it in the pond. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're keeping score, that's four balls in the pond already. He said, how about that, Mark. So I toss him another one. <laughs> you know where it's going. It goes in the pond. And, yeah. and so then he, again, Hey, how about another one? And I said, no, dude, I'm not, you just get two. <laughs> of my, after, after three, it's four of yours. So said, these are expensive golf balls. His yeah. comment, hey, if you can't afford to be out here, you shouldn't be playing. That's what he <laughs> said. <laughs> wow. So I want to push him in the pond. Can you believe that?
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah. That's- can't afford to be out here. You shouldn't be playing. That's what he said.
0: Yeah, man. I don't, <laughs>
1: think,
0: I don't think Rob would have mattered about that. He don't care about that. He don't care about the name on the <laughs> he, ball. He just wants the free ball.
1: Well, you and I need to play
0: sometime. We do, man. Uh, you you would smoke me. I play with a lot of I play with a lot of guys. I've had a, Mike Rife. I played with him. Mike didn't tell me that he played three times a week. So uh, I'm like, thanks a lot, jerk, man. Uh, you know, you come out here and make me think that I can actually win. And then uh, he didn't play. Then, for- <laughs> what's that?
1: He didn't play you for money, did he?
0: Not at all. No, well, kind of because he was he was preaching at my church uh, and he was getting paid. So I was like, listen, man. Uh, you need to let me win, or you don't get a check this week. Uh, there you go. But that didn't happen. He beat me, and he still got a check. Uh, I, I've played with a lot of those guys. I played with play with DJ before. Um, yeah. Okay. You know some of those guys, but uh, I don't know. Golf is. I love golf. Don't get me wrong. I love. I love it. I didn't. I didn't watch the Masters this weekend. I know. I'm a, uh-huh. apparently oh. anti-American, but um, didn't watch it. But but I do love to play. I just, you learn a lot about a person when you play golf with them. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right,
1: learn know. some things you didn't want to know. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's <laughs> some things, man. I'm just like, uh, God didn't, I mean, God didn't bless me there. I, I'm, I love baseball. I can play baseball all day I, I want to go to one of those. Um, what is it? Top golf. You ever done top golf?
1: Yeah. We do it. We do it quite often, actually. Um, yeah. It's fun. Other that lives up there. Oh, it's it's a blast. Uh, take your family, um, it, even non golfers. It, it's fun. I mean, you just hitting at targets and and it, it's computerized to it keep score for you. And, nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not for the serious golfer necessarily. Although that's fun too if you take a bunch of guys that that are serious about it. But you can take your kids and, and your wife, and uh, we have a blast every time we go.
0: Where's your favorite place to play?
1: Top golf or regular golf?
0: Regular golf.
1: Um. see so you're in Odin uh, my favorite place is um, in Jasper it's it's Salton's Run
0: yeah
1: yeah outside of Jasper and then we played the uh, Donald Ross course in French Lick I like that a lot yeah there's
0: some nice ones in French Lick
1: yeah there are uh some i won't play though because of the <laughs> i think the uh, pete die course there's like 350 for a green fee so i was gonna
0: say the pete die when you got to know somebody right to get yeah not
1: many preachers are playing up <laughs> there <dude.
0: laughs> oh man well hey man thanks so much for jumping on today i appreciate you giving me time to to get on here and uh man it's so good that uh we're able to I was able to get this on here because it was important for me to have you on so an honor I appreciate you
1: asking brother and uh you're doing a great work there pray for you all the time love you and your family
0: and always keep me thanks bro praying for you appreciate same thing right back at you all right we'll talk to you later all right thanks see you bud this has been a behind the mic podcast thanks for tuning in make sure you check us out next week and remember we're always striving to love god love others and serve both